Hi, I'm Pastor Corey, and you're listening to the Orange United Methodist Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that wants to help you find your place in God's story. And we hope this sermon can guide you along that path. Visit orangemethodist.org to find out more information about location, service times, upcoming events, and ways to give. We hope you enjoy. We are, as Josh said, starting a new series this morning, Songs of Summer, based on the Psalms. And this morning, our psalm comes to us from Psalm 130. So if you have your Bible, I invite you to take that out on your phone, wherever, and hear these words. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is great power to redeem. It is he who will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Good morning, church. I'm Adam Seat. I'm the lead pastor here at Orange, and I'm so thankful to see you gathered and for those that are joining us online. We recognize that these are certainly difficult times. These are frightening times in many ways. And so, as you may have received the information in the email, uh, we have gone back to asking that everyone wear a face mask while we're inside. This is just simply a way of us uh, offering protection and care for one another. It's also just simply a way of trying to limit the amount of it, potential exposure. And so thank you for those that have gathered here uh, for abiding by that. And once again, this is simply a way that we're showing love for one another. Also, we have one more announcement that I imagine it would have been a little bit awkward for Pastor Corey to have made. But coming up three weeks from today, August the 29th, we're having a sprinkle For Pastor Corey and for her family, you may already be aware that she is expecting. (laughs) And so we are excited. And in the great Methodist tradition, instead of calling it a shower, we're calling it a sprinkle. Uh, And that's a bad joke. But as uh, as Tiagan and Ephraim are excited, along with Pastor Corey, to welcome this new addition to their family, it's an opportunity for us to shower them with love. And so that is from two to four. It's a drop-by event. Come by the, here in the fellowship hall on, uh, in three weeks. So make sure you put that on your calendar so that you can be able to be a part of that celebration along with them. With that, let us go to God in prayer. God of grace and God of mercy, into this place we have come, expectantly awaiting to hear a word from you. And so today, as we enter into this place, Lord, I pray that you might speak to us right where we are, giving us the words, maybe the wisdom that we need. Maybe we've already received that word this morning through the songs that we have sung, through the fellowship that we have shared as we came into this place. But Lord, now in these moments that we share together, whether online or here in person, speak to us once again. 
By the power of your Holy Spirit, would you transform the words that proceed from my mouth and as they fall upon our ears and penetrate our hearts, may they be changed, changed into the word of God that we need to hear today as individuals and collectively as one body. Lord, we pray this in the name of Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, amen. Music has a way of moving us. Sometimes we can hear a song and it takes us right back to a specific time and a specific place. Sometimes we can hear a song and it inspires emotions within us. Who hasn't stood out at a graveside funeral and heard a bugle begin playing those notes of taps? And who hasn't had to choke back tears or Feel that knot immediately welling up within your throat. Just hearing those few notes, it it moves us. Something changes. Something happens within us. Music has a way of altering us. For me, I think one of my favorite moments out of the entire year is Easter morning. And we sing together, hearing the voices lifted up, singing, Christ the Lord is risen today. You know, it's funny, I remember hearing a pastor say that uh, one Sunday as the congregation was leaving and he's standing at the door greeting them, one of the people came out and said, you know, every time I come to this place, y'all are always singing the same old songs, either Silent Night or Christ the Lord is Risen Today. You may have to think about what days we sing those particular songs. But Christ the Lord is Risen Today, when we sing those words, it just lifts up something within me. Being reminded of that incredible celebration on that day. And you know, sometimes we can hear a song on the radio and it takes us back to specific moments. I think about when I hear Faithfully by Journey, I am taken right back to junior high school dances. And I'm taken right back to standing there on the side, trying to muster up enough courage to walk over there and to ask someone to dance, or even standing there waiting, praying that someone would walk across that floor and ask me to dance as I was always one a little more reluctant. I asked my wife, Jennifer, I said, are there any particular songs you hear and you think of and, and it takes you right back to a certain spot? And you know what? She actually said even faithfully by Journey, except for hers, it was at the roller skating rink for the couples skate. Anybody remember those days? You know, getting excited to go out for the couples skate. Hearing these songs, they, can, they inspire us, they can move us, they take us back to certain times, specific places. Sometimes a song can bring us peace. I know before uh, medical procedures, I've found myself wanting to listen to songs that help offer calm, peace into my soul. But I'm even reminded how when my mother passed away at the end of May in 2019, just in a short time after, my best friend Jay sent me a text, and it included words from one of my favorite hymns. He included the last verse. When at last I near the shore and the fearful breakers roar, twitched me in thy peaceful rest, then while leaning on thy rest, breast, may I hear thee say to me, fear not, I will pilot thee. In those moments, those words spoke to me, offered me that, that comfort and that reminder 
that no matter where we go, no matter what we endure, there is one who is with us. And so whether it's through tears at hearing the sound of taps or even that uplifting feeling when we hear something like Jesu, joy of man's desire, music has a way of touching our lives. And the Psalms and the Scriptures, they have a way of touching us as well. The Psalms are a collection of songs or poems that were used as a part of worship. And as we have these psalms in our scriptures, sometimes there are psalms of joy. Sometimes they're songs of praise. But sometimes they're also songs of lament and songs of contrition. And so, like we've already said, these next several weeks, we're going to look at the particular psalm of the day, the psalm that is assigned for that day, And today we're beginning with Psalm 130. As Pastor Corey read this, Psalm 130 is a part of a group of psalms that we know as the Songs of Ascent. The Songs of Ascent. Now Psalms 120 through 134 make up the Songs of Ascent. You know that they're called the Songs of Ascent because in your Bibles, it'll be ascribed at the very top of that psalm. It says a song of ascent. And scholars believe that these songs of ascent were songs potentially that were sung as the Jewish people made their way to Jerusalem and they climbed the hill because Jerusalem truly is a city on a hill. And as it sits high upon this hill, as people would climb and make their way up towards the top, For three times a year for the special holy sacred feast. As they would make their way up. And during this ascent. They would sing these songs. Other scholars believe that perhaps it was from the Levitical priest. As they're going up the steps in the temple to begin to minister to God. That they would sing these songs. Found in Psalm 120 through 134. We know that these words are to be sung at a time of an uphill battle, a time of challenge. In fact, I'm reminded that when my mother-in-law was diagnosed with the cancer that would ultimately take her life eight short weeks later, I encouraged her to read through the Psalms of Ascent, these songs of ascent, and to read through as she fought her own battle Because through those psalms, we find words of comfort, we find words of hope, we find words of lament, we find words for the journey. And so those songs of ascent, they offer us something. They help encourage us in the times of an uphill battle. Now, Psalm 130 is also in a unique category because out of all the psalms that we have in the scriptures, it is one of seven that is also known as a penitential psalm or a psalm of confession. There are seven of these that are found within our psalms, and in each one of those, it expresses sorrow, remorse for sins that have been uh, occurred by the writer. These psalms express that sorrow for the sins that have been committed. And so with that in context of songs of ascent and penitential psalms, I want you to hear some of these words once again. 
Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I hope. My soul waits for the Lord. More than those who watch for the morning. More than those who watch for the morning. These words Out of the depths I cry to you. This unnamed author has written this psalm and it is out of the depths of the pain of the sins that they have have done. He knows his sin. He knows his shame. He knows his own self-anger, his self-hatred, self-pity, his self-loathing. Is all-consuming. And he's crying out from the depths to the highest of heights. He's fallen into a hole almost. And he doesn't know how to get out. So all he can do is to cry out from the depths and wait. Wait for the Lord to hear his cry. You know, sometimes for us as people, as we go through this journey of life, we find ourselves falling down into a hole. Sometimes it is the result of our own sins that have led us into that darkness, into that hole, into the depths. Sometimes it is the things that have happened to us around us. But before we even know it, we look around and we realize that no longer are we on level ground, but we have fallen down into a pit of darkness. That may not be a journey that you've experienced. I know throughout my life, that's been a part of the journey that I myself have experienced. Many of us have probably understood what it meant to battle depression. And in those times of darkness and depression, it's so easy to find ourselves down in the depths, in the bottom of a hole, and looking up and wondering how we got there. And as we find ourselves in the darkness, in the midst of that deep, dark hole, we begin to think, oh, I did this to myself. Maybe it was a dumb decision that we made, something we said or something that we did. Maybe it was something that I chose to follow my will instead of thy will. And I've gone against God. Maybe it's something that somebody else has done, but all it takes is for me to suddenly realize that there I am, boom, in the bottom of that hole. And I'm stuck down there, my own shame and embarrassment. And I don't want anyone else to know it. I certainly don't want anyone else to see it. It's almost like I'm down in this inescapable hole. And and when we get down in the pits, in those, those deep, dark spots. Sometimes it's as if we want to grab a shovel and dig even deeper because there's no way of getting out up top. And so we just feel as though we want to cover up and dig even deeper. We begin to convince ourselves we deserve to be in these deep, dark moments. Guilt drives the hole even deeper and shame about what has happened 
and wondering what everyone else is thinking about us? Uh, Just give me that shovel and let me dig even deeper so that no one else can see. And as we're digging, sometimes it begins to be easier as we go even deeper and deeper to begin to try to think about how it's got to be somebody else's fault that I'm down in this pit. Now, it's got to be somebody else because then if I can find somebody else to blame, then it makes me not feel as bad. All the while, we keep digging. Now, really and truly, I recognize that a lot of times when a preacher preaches a sermon, sometimes that sermon's more intended for the one that is speaking than those that are hearing. And so if that's the case today, I'm sorry, but I appreciate you being with me In this time as we journey through this darkness. Sometimes I find myself down in that deep hole that I've fallen in. And it's like we've come to this place of acceptance. Well, I did it to myself. Can't change it. Can't fix it. I might as well get comfortable in my surroundings. (laughs) You know, we grow comfortable in our discomfort. We don't know how it would feel to feel okay. And so we begin to feel comfortable in our discomfort. I've shared before how years ago, my dad wanted to give us a new recliner. We had bought a recliner when our children were born. And as we couldn't afford much, we couldn't afford a great recliner. And so it didn't take many years of rocking the children to sleep before that recliner began to spring. The springs were sprung. The chair kind of sat lopsided. And you had to sit in it just a certain way just to be able to sit in that chair. But the thing was, I knew how to sit in that chair. I became comfortable in the discomfort. And we went to the different furniture stores. His dad wanted to give us this gift. And we'd sit in a chair and I'd think, well, there's no spring that makes me sit like this. I can just sit normal, but I don't know how to do that. Because sometimes we get so comfortable in our discomfort that our life seems to focus around that discomfort. And so we grow comfortable in our discomfort. And we sit and we wait. And you know the thing is, sometimes as we find ourselves growing comfortable in our discomfort, other people might even begin to notice Other people might even begin to notice. And they might want to try to somehow think that they're helping us out of that discomfort. And they might begin to offer us words like, Aren't you over that already? What's the big deal? Yeah, Because we're not comfortable with seeing someone else suffer. We're not comfortable with seeing someone else in pain. And so we want to try to help bring them out of that hole. And sometimes, you know what? The thing is, when we're down in that hole, in that pit of darkness, crying out from the depths, it's almost like even though we're digging our own hole down there, it's like they're up there shoveling the hole in. It's a grave situation. you got to think about that one. As they're covering us up, aren't you over this already? Aren't you over that broken relationship yet? Aren't you already back on the dating scene? Why aren't you? Aren't you, haven't you found a new job yet? How can you keep finding yourself in this spot? I had surgery on my foot a few years ago that was the result of an injury from running. Three weeks after my surgery, I had people asking me, so are you out running yet? No! 
because I'm still in pain. We can't handle when someone else is in pain. And so we want to speed it along in whatever way that we can. And so whether we're the ones digging the hole or there are those that are trying to fill it in, we still are crying out from the depths. And we don't know how to get out. Hear these words once again. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits. And in his word, I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning, more than those who watch for the morning. Can't you hear the anguish? Can't you hear the pain? Doesn't it take you right to those same spots that we ourselves have endured? But hear the last two verses of this psalm. O Israel, hope is in, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with Him is great power to redeem. It is He who will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. From the depths we hear the voice of hope. From the depths we hear the voice of the one who has heard us. See, the thing is, we have a God who hears us when we cry out to Him. Even from the depths, even when we cry out, we can wait. He hears us. And even from the depths, as we cry out, we know that God is there. Church, really and truly, as I was preparing this message, I thought there are two people that this message was for today. It may not be anybody in the room. It may be someone online. But there are two people that this message is for. First, the first person that I'm talking to today is a person who has fallen into a hole. They don't know. Sometimes we don't know how we got there. Sometimes we know exactly how we got there. But this person right now is in the bottom of that hole, and maybe even still digging. The words that I say to that person today cry out. Cry out from the depths. I may not be able to get you out of that hole, but I can climb down and be in that hole with you. You do not have to be in the hole alone. You are not alone. See, Jesus stepped down from a throne, from the heavenly throne, to be born in an earthly manger. He stepped down from the highest of heights into the pits that we find ourselves in today. You are not alone. My favorite name of Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. He stepped down from the throne be with us. You are not alone. And you may think that your pit is so deep that there is no way that he could step that far. And you're just plain wrong. I love the Apostles' Creed. It's a reminder of those things that we believe, those statements as we affirm our faith. When we get to the section in the Apostles' Creed in the Methodist Church, we typically say the section about Jesus Christ, that we believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born in the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. 
And on the third day, he rose from the dead. It's like we skip over this dead and buried, and then the third day, he rose from the dead. But in the traditional version, the traditional version that is shared by so many other traditions, we add in these words, that he was crucified, dead, and buried, and he descended into hell. A statement of faith about Jesus Christ, that upon his death, Jesus descended into hell. To the one person that I'm speaking to that find themselves in a pit today, I want to remind you, you cannot be in a pit of depression that is so deep that Jesus Christ has not already stepped into that hole with you. You can't possibly have a hole deeper than the one Jesus has descended into. He is with you always. You are not alone. We may feel it, but when we cry out, we are not alone. As a child, I remember being so afraid of the darkness. And at night, I would cry out to my mother and my father. In the middle of the night, I would cry out because I would suddenly look, open my eyes and realize whether they were opened or closed, there was no difference. And all I could see was the darkness. And so I would cry out, Mama! I don't know why it was always Mama and not Daddy. But Mama would come running, What is it, son? I said, Mama, I'm scared. And so my mom would sit there with me for a few moments. And that presence of her being with me, I would eventually go back to sleep. And so once I was asleep, mama would tiptoe out of the room to make her way back. But eventually, you know what happens. I'd wake up. I'd open my eyes and realize that it was the same view as if my eyes were closed. And I'd cry out once again, Mama! And my mama would come running A tired, weary mama eventually said to me, Son, you don't need me always to be here. Jesus is right there with you. Jesus is always holding your hand. And as my own children were born and became afraid of the dark, I remember writing a song trying to remind them that they were never alone, that Jesus is always right there with them to hold out their hand. And I wrote these words, at night I am real brave until the time when the lights go out. And that's when I get real scared and I just want to scream and shout. I've got monsters under my bed. They're in my closet and they want my head. And just when I start to cry, I think about who's on my side. Then I'd lean in and I'd ask them, you know who that is? And they'd say, Jesus. I'd say, that's right. I've got Jesus. He's holding my hand. And as long as he is there, I'll be safe. I'll be safe until the end. To the one that's in the pit today. To the one that's in the hole today, crying out from the depths, cry out, for you are not alone. Jesus is with you right where you are. Now, there's one more person I'm talking to. Again, there may be somebody here in this room, or maybe somebody online, but there's one more person that I'm talking to. I'm talking to the person that knows someone else that has fallen into a pit right now. I'm talking to one person that knows somebody else that has fallen into a hole of darkness. You can hear them. 
can see it in them. You know that they are down there. And so what I'm saying to that person is climb down in that hole with them. Let us be the body of Christ. That's what Jesus did. Jesus climbed down into that hole right where we are. And that's what I believe his calling us today. That if we know somebody that is in the pit of darkness, not to try to have to pull them up, but just go be with them. For it's in that presence and being that presence of God coming alongside someone. The hope is restored. The light is renewed. And as we cry out, we can wait and be present with those in the hole. This morning, you may be that one that is down in that pit. Cry out. If you feel so comfortable, reach out to me. You can email me. You can speak to me. My email is leadpastor at oumcmail.com. You can send me an email and we can get together. I can be with you in that hole. But also, if you know somebody, don't wait. Let's go down in the hole with them. Let's be that presence. When we hear them cry out from the depths, let us be the presence from the heights. Let us pray. God, I thank you that we are not alone. You truly are Emmanuel. God with us. And yet sometimes we may find ourselves down in those holes. Sometimes it's our own actions that have led us there. Those things we've done that we ought not to have done. Or maybe it's those times we haven't done. Those things we should have done. And before we know it, we look around and realize how deep we are. God, I pray in the moment today that you might fill us with a spirit that offers us courage. Courage to be able to cry out. So many times we think that no one else understands. No one else can relate. No one knows what it's like to be in that hole. But Lord, you sent your son, Jesus Christ, who descended all the way to the depths of hell. There's no hole that we can find ourselves in, no personal hell that we can find ourselves in that you yourself don't already know about. So may we have that courage to cry out, to have those that might come alongside us, and to be open to that. But Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, may you also give us discerning hearts, recognizing those in our lives that may have fallen into that hole that think they're all alone. They can't see anything else. Lord, may you give us the courage and the wisdom to step down into that hole with them. Not to have to drag them out, but to be with them. To be your presence to those who need you. So Lord, may your spirit move within us through this psalm today. And may we see you glorified. We pray all this in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Please join us again next week. In the meantime, you can find us online at orangemethodist.org.